have a PowerPoint, and I don't know if I'll get to it or not. I spent a long time on it, but there's a lot, a lot to be said about this subject of peace. And, uh, you know, we've got a kind of crazy world right now that we're living in. And uh, the only way that we can see peace is if we get it in our heart. You know, it, it says in the first scripture that we come to, and I'll see if I am on. Yeah. It says, those things which ye have both learned and received are, and heard and seen in me do and the God of peace. And the word is irene, which means the God of quietness and rest and prosperity shall be with you. But that's so hard. I mean, we, want, we say we're at peace in here because we're all cool and we're protected and we're in the, we got our, our light under the basket. But when you get out into the world, it's really hard to be in that place of peace. Yet it's the most important thing. Because how can we give our peace if we don't have any peace? Right? So one of, one of the things I, I was thinking on is, uh, you know, I, I like to look back on Jesus and how he did things. And, you know, my goal today is to actually get to the back rows. So I might have to get up and walk and talk to the back rows. I was watching him during praise and worship and... Uh, during praise and worship, the first five rows are hands up, freaking out, and then all of a sudden there's a buffer or something that happens, and, and, and somehow the resonance frequency doesn't hit the back rows. I don't, I don't know what goes on there. So if I have to walk around, I will, because these guys were amazing today, wouldn't you say? I mean, I felt so much. I, might, I, I was crying like a baby, as I always do. But uh, it, it was very powerful, and their harmonies were amazing. So uh, they created such a great environment for worship. And, and, so, and, and, you know, that's how it used to be in the Old, old uh, Testament is that the, the, the singers and the band would go ahead first before the, the battle because they created the environment. You know, the victory would already be done before the warriors even showed up. And, you know, we all want to be a warrior. We're all fighting. We all want to fight, fight, fight. But... The hardest fight is the fight inside ourself. You know, being a warrior of peace. And so, you know, I was thinking back about a month ago, it was Good Friday. And, and what was so good about Friday? I mean, it, it, it wasn't a good day. I mean, if you look at it from Jesus' point of view, I'm going to get whipped, beat, scourged, uh, you know, put a crown on my head and hung on a cross. Yay. What a great day. But if you don't look at th through Sunday and through the resurrection, I might need another mic because this is already cutting out. If you don't look at it through the resurrection in the classes of Sunday, you're not going to see how amazing that day was. I mean, I know me. If I would have <laughs> been beaten, all I tried to do is love them and I'm beaten and now I'm crucified. And where did my boys go? They weren't the only one there was John. Peter denied me three times. He was my, my rock. So when I came back, I probably would have got through the door like Jesus. You know, he, he kind of walked through the, the door. I probably would have busted it down because I wouldn't have been so sweet. And I would have been taking the violence that was given to me and I would have been trying to give that violence back to them. But Jesus didn't do that. It's so cool because 
With that violence, he gave them back peace. Okay. Yeah. So he, is this, uh, can you hear me all right? Okay, so he gave them back peace. Now that's a powerful thing to give back peace when you've been, when you've been beaten and killed. But you know, you understand that they had a tough place, the, the Jews had a tough place at this time because he had said he was God on earth. <laughs> well, that's a hard thing to swallow. You know, and he said that, and they expected a guy to come here and win a battle against the Romans and reestablish them as the righteous people. But that didn't happen. And then he said that I will die. Now, how can a God die? They didn't get the part about being raised again. So you kind of understand where they're coming from. So I understood, and when I was doing my reading, and this, this thing was burdened on me because I... I God wanted me to teach on peace, that we live in this tough world, and the reason there are so many wars is because our hearts are at war. You know, the reason there's so much fear is because our hearts have fear in them, and we're battling against ourselves. We're never going to see peace until we have inner peace. And so my thing is, well, I'm a how-to guy. How do I teach about attaining inner peace? You know, I'm real good. I'm real smart about stuff. I can figure stuff out. But the key is, can I do what I need to do? Because I know what I'm supposed to do to attain inner peace. And we're going to go through that because I would never teach a message when I didn't teach you a how-to. Because the time for just theoretical Christianity is over. See, we're in the battle now. So being in the battle, we need the tools. Now, here, here's the hard part. <laughs> being in the battle, we need the tools. We get the tools, but we got to use the tools. How many here have a gratitude list? Raise your hand. Okay, we got about 12. Awesome. We've taught on this a bazillion times. Over and over and over and over that gratitude is key to creating a great day. We've taught about it. Yet only of so many actually use the tool. See, we want new things in our life, but we don't want to change who we are. That's hard. I don't want that. We don't want to use those tools because that's inconvenient. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Let's see. You know, we got a lot of runners out here. They run from church to church. Everyone's against them. It's never their fault. They run from job to job. Never their fault. And, you know, the problem we have with runners is then they get to their new church. They sell their story to everybody. Everybody embraces them. Oh, we love you. Yes, yeah, so they're, they're a terrible church because we want to believe that the only church that's any good is the one we're in. Right? And then all of a sudden, you know what's amazing? The environment changes there. So they just recreated what they created in their other church. Because you know why? They're the same. 
they didn't change. So you can't change other people. You can't change other situations and circumstances unless you change you. But people don't want to change you because it's hard. I don't want to change me. Can't you just give me a Joel Olstein message, please? Tell me a story. Make me laugh and give me some pastortainment. And I will be happy. But the time for that's over. We're in the stuff now, gang. And it's time for us to find this place of peace. And the only people that can find this place of peace for you is you. Because Jesus gave it to us. He's the prince of, prince of peace. So if he's the prince of peace and he's given his peace to me, then I have the ability to see it in my life. Right? So let's, uh, you know, what, what I was saying about the runners, and this is important. We get to this place where we say, God, fix my life. Fix my life. We want God to change our lives and fix everything out here. If I put you in a new life, in about three months, you're going to have the same exact life you have right now. You know, it's not even true with lottery winners, right? Lottery winners, they win $10 bazillion or some made-up number because it doesn't matter anymore because they just make up numbers, trillions and quadzillions and stuff. They just say, hey, let's give it away. It's all fake, but who cares? Give it away. But the point is that they had all that money, and in three years' time, they're more broke than they were before they won the lottery. Why? They didn't change their heart. Their income was way up here, but their IM was way down here. And they have to do everything possible subconsciously to get that equal to that. And that's the same with us. If we're looking for a fight, we're going to find a fight. If we're looking for a battle, we'll find a battle. It's easy. But if we're looking for good people in our life, we'll find good people in our life. So what are we looking for? That's what we're going to see. I think that uh, so many people have a tough time that... Uh, we, we think that Jesus gave us an escape route to heaven by salvation. Oh, there, we got our escape route. We can leave this place. I wasn't meant for here. But you know what he really gave us? He gave us a way to bring heaven to earth. That we're not supposed to be escaping this place. We're supposed to have dominion over this place. And then bring heaven to earth we got to stop looking at this place like a place of evacuation and start looking at this place like a place of occupation. Does that make sense? I, I want to say that because I hear Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. You know what? Maybe, sure, he is sometime. But he said, do business till I come. Occupy until I come. And we're not occupying. We're looking for an escape. We're not looking to occupy. And it's time for us to occupy. But the first thing we got to occupy is this heart. We have to know how to put peace in it. You know, it's so, so funny. So many people, uh, they on their, I guess this is weird for me, but on their gravestone it says R.I.P. 
rest in peace. And we're just hoping the only time they have peace is when they're dead. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if on a gravestone it said LIP, living in peace, or lived in peace, or warrior of peace? W-O-P. I like that because I'm Italian. <laughs> and you West Coasters probably know, won't know what I'm talking about. It means without papers. And the Italians came over. They said they were WAPs without papers. They didn't have any papers to come into the country. So anyway, be that as it may, that was a little sidetrack there. That's my goal, though is to get into this place where I lived my life in peace. Because when I live my life in peace, I can bring my peace among other people. But I can't give away what I don't have, right? So let's get into this PowerPoint. We got there. Unless we have amazing questions already. Yeah, I'll mess you up because I might even ask questions during church. What the heck? Yeah, I see your wife left, Kyle, because she knew I was going to ask her questions. <laughs> Here he goes again. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the, wor in the world ye shall have tribulation, persecution and affliction, but be a good cheer. I have overcome the world. And this is the important one for me. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Jesus gave us peace. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let you be afraid. So we have access to peace, but it seems like the one thing that we don't have. Sometimes we get little bits and pieces of peace. Oh, I'm good right now. You know what we also like to do? We also like to pursue the things of this world to give us peace. Let me get rid of these. Fourth, let me, let me, this is where I'm going to go, and I'm doing this now. My wife told me to do this now. And I listened to my wife because she said, if you don't get to it, you're not going to give them the tools they need. So I'll get to this and then I'll go back. Four things you need to have trust. One thing you got to have is trust. Okay. We can all say it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will guide your path. Right? Yay. And how many do that? Uh, 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 you're going to raise your hand? All right. <laughs> it's so hard to trust. To trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's tough. But you got to have trust to have peace. Because of the crazy stuff going on. Gratitude. Well, we got 12 people here that actually have a gratitude list. So we got 12 people working for peace, trying to attain that place of peace. You know, I'm going to say it again. Create a gratitude list. Things you are grateful for. You don't know how much you have to be grateful for. But let's just start with two things. I don't care what they are. You're alive. Check. Toilet paper is important. Yeah. That's very important, especially with another pandemic. <laughs> I go to India, and I'm grateful if my place has a toilet. 
because all they have is holes. And I'm not very flexible. So, so it's a tough situation in India. Two things. Look, if you're going to keep doing the same things Joe has done, you're going to keep getting the same things Joe has got. Time to do something different. I'm challenging all of you. Stop whining. Stop complaining. Do something different. You'll see something different in your life, period. Now, I can say this because I'm not the pastor. And you know I love all of you and don't judge any of you, and I'm there to help whenever you need help, I promise you. But the point is, you got to do something. Got to do something different. That's the challenge, is to do the things you know to do. Philippians tells us what a gratitude list is supposed to look like. I'm just putting scripture next to each one so you don't think, oh, that's some new age garbage. I don't know what that is. I want to get rid of that because I might have to change, and I don't want to change because I like my, my misery. I like being flat, busted, and disgusted. I like having no money. I like having no, no friends. I like being by myself. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to disconnect from everybody. And here's what I'll do. I'll disconnect from everybody. I can't be hurt. That's true. But you just put yourself in your own prison. Because no one can reach you, and you can reach no one. And you just bound yourself up in jail all by yourself. You did it. We've all been hurt. All right, let's go. Forgiveness. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. And for who I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it for your sakes, forgave I in the person of Christ. In other words, forgive everyone. This is very hard to say, but the point is forgive people. Why do you want to forgive people? Because we've been forgiven, so we should. Well, that's important. Why else would you want to forgive people? Sets you free. What? Sets you free when you forgive someone else? Isn't that a fact? Because you're carrying around a burden. You're carrying around this heaviness. You're carrying around this thing that every time you see that person, you jump around. You have this anger. You have this emotion that wells up inside you. And who's in charge of that relationship? They have your power. And you gave it to them. Forgive them. And you release yourself from the bondage. Does that make sense? Anybody need to forgive anybody? Oh, forgive yourself. Isn't that powerful? Why do we always hold ourselves to such a high standard but no one else to that standard? Pride. I'm glad you're in the front row. I appreciate you. I gave her some answers before we started. She's not, she's not really that fat, smart, but oh, she is. Now, here's the thing. If we don't forgive, lest Satan should get an advantage on us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. All of a sudden, if we don't forgive, you gave him an in. Wow. Why is all this happening in my life? Well, you didn't forgive, so you got an in. But, I, you know, you don't know what they did to me. Okay, look. I got it. It was not your fault. 
But changing it from the, the place of not your fault to place of the ability to forgive is your responsibility. It's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. You didn't do it to you, but you're responsible to make it right. That don't make sense, does it? But it's truth. Now, I know all of us have had stuff happen to us. Forgive. All of us have had stuff that we've done to ourselves. Forgive. The only time we're aligned with God is now. Forgive yesterday. Now. I am. Forgive you now. It's okay. Let's start a new chapter right now. Right now. Right now is good. You're all in church. You guys are good. And the last key to peace is responsibility. Luke. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten, oh my gosh, with many stripes. What? That's his servant. God didn't beat him with many stripes. The world beat him with many stripes because he didn't do the will of God that he knew to do. When we're getting beaten, when we're getting beat down, when we're getting attacked left, right, and center, did we not take responsibility for something? If we have all power, dominion, and authority through Christ Jesus, who's responsible? We are. That's right, we are. And we can say that here and now, but will we say that when we walk outside? Because that's the important thing is what are we going to do outside? What are we going to do when we get attacked by the world? What are we going to do? Are we going to be in peace? Are we going to forgive? Are we going to look different than the world? Or are we going to ask God, get that one. Go attack that one. We spend all our lives achieving and gathering material goods and homes and cars and monies and banks, all kinds of assets. And we do. We get all these assets. We get all this 401k and an IRA and all this stuff. And why do we do it? Well, we hope that that'll give us peace. Hmm. So we can get to a place of rest and peace. That's the key, why we're trying to do it. Jesus was the Prince of Peace. How did he attain and find that place of rest and peace? Many attempt to gain, to get the place of peace by avoidance of pain. Avoid pain at all costs, avoid pain. Yet the greatest growth is through pain. The greatest gift is when you, here, me. I'll talk about me because it's easiest, then you guys don't have to think about your stuff. I'm sitting there in a cell, kneeling down in a urine-infested jail cell, from drinking, hugging my son through the bars, Great pain. I'm a nuclear chemist, for gosh sakes. You'd think I would be smart enough not to keep doing the same thing over and over again, but I wasn't. And so the pain was so great, and it was such a bad thing. I had to get through it, so I reached out and cried out to God, God, take this from me, which was drinking. And I never wanted to drink again after that. 
because I finally reached out. But my greatest pain was my greatest reward when I look back on it through the lens of today and I look back, that was the key. That was the moment. But if I would have avoided that pain, if I would have tried some way to get away from it, get around it, I never would have grown into the person I've become. Those pains make us who we are. And, you know, we sit there, well, Jesus, take my pain. Take it from, no. He didn't take, Jesus went through all that pain to get to that place of breakthrough so that we could have freedom. At the other side of pain is freedom. At the other side of pain is freedom. Don't avoid the pain of dying to flesh. Dying to flesh, it stinks. It's hard. But we're not just representing ourselves. We're representing the kingdom. We're representing all those kids behind us, our children's children. We're laying foundations so that they don't have to go through it, so that we'll go through it, and we'll say no more. Does that make sense? Because we're a warrior, a warrior for peace. The way of peace is not without pain. The way of peace comes by walking through the pain. When we avoid walking through the pain, we avoid the growth that created, which ultimately leads to freedom. You see all of, in this life, every war, every battle is trying to take your peace. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, did not avoid the pain. He broke through it and had freedom for all. Jesus, through his most violent time, carrying the sins of the world, still did this in peace. So we can break through this pain in peace. If he can do it, we can do it. And he gave us his peace. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. The warrior does not run from suffering or pain. The sacrifice is demanded of us. But that in the middle of it all, regardless of the circumstances that rage around us, we are in peace. Here's a little picture of our little warrior. He's in the middle of it. Got pain all around him. You know, and here's the thing about it. The box gets smaller. And all of a sudden, you gotta grow. You gotta. Because it's so small, you gotta make it. It's time that you gotta make a choice. Because on the other side of that pain is freedom. But we choose comfort. And we like to call it peace. But comfort's not peace. Comfort's all about you. All about you. I'm, I'm uncomfortable a lot, but I work on being peace, in peace in all that circumstances and situations when I'm growing. I'm uncomfortable a lot, but I get used to being uncomfortable. But I'm not gonna give up my peace. So if you choose comfort, trying to pretend it's peace and wondering why nothing in your life is changing, uh, because the breakthrough, the freedom is on the other side of pain. Well, I don't like pain. Well, none of us do. But it's not about you. You've already died to self. You're dead to self. You were crucified with Christ. Now everything you do, do in this world is to magnify him. hope 
warrior of peace takes ownership. Too many want to own their life, but not take ownership of it. I'll just let that sit. So many of us don't want to take ownership for Well, they did this to me. Well, that happened to me. Well, this person, they, 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 no. You know, you can never fix what you're not responsible for. If you don't take responsibility for the place you're at, you can't fix it. Does that make sense? Because you don't have the power to fix it because someone else did it to you. Fight the battle for others. When you're going through this, when you're going through this pain, when you're taking land for the kingdom, when you're taking your heart, when you're bringing peace to you for the kingdom, fight it for others. Why am I doing this? You know, this was a big key for me in wealth. I wasn't very good at creating wealth in my life for me. But when I had a reason for the wealth that was for the kingdom, in other words, oh, the Kenyan or orphanage, I'm going to partner with that. I'm going to do whatever I can. I have a number in my heart that I'm supposed to give to that. I can work for that. I can achieve that because I'm out of the way. But some, some of us try to pretend, oh, oh yeah, I, I'm getting this wealth for the kingdom. Yeah, where? Where's it going? Uh, you know, I'll give tithe, you know. Oh, you have no clue. You're just saying that. And you know what's going to happen? This is what happens to me. I get in the way because I remember all the things I didn't do right. I remember all the times I stumbled. I remember all the times I fall, fell, and then I go, well, why should I have it? But when it's the cause, when it's a greater good, when it's a thing that's for the kingdom, I can do that. I'm capable of doing that. So if you want to see wealth, don't make it about you. Make it about the thing that the wealth is for. Does that make sense? It freed me up. Fight your battle for others. They did this wrong to me. They did that. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. No, I've only, I've got to, and I talk about me a lot because that way it's my testimony. You can't argue with it. But a lot of times in, in court cases, you know, I, I have a lot of businesses and I've, of course, had people in court and all this stuff. And the only time I've ever fought a court case is when I think the guy is going to do it to somebody else. I've seen him mess over two people, and now it's my turn, and I go, oh, no, I'm not going to take this because I need this guy to lose because I need him to protect those people behind me that he'd try to do it to them again. I'll fight those fights because it's about others. It's not about me. A warrior, here's the one I work on a lot being transparent, requires no praise. No praise. You know, I say my love cup is words of affirmation, but it should be words of affirmation from Papa God, not words of affirmation from others. Because if it's words from affirmations from you, then you control me. Because what if you say something that's not so good? I didn't really like the way you did this. I didn't really, all of a sudden, I'm not a God follower. I'm a people pleaser. And the warrior of peace owns his life. He's not a victim. There's no victims in the body of Christ, only willing participants. If you came here and you want to hear a victim story, this ain't the place. This week. Next week, I don't know. But this week, no. Because I don't believe in victims. I can't even understand it. 
if the word says I have all power, dominion, and authority through Christ Jesus, how can we be a victim? How is it even possible? I don't know. Just willing participants. Either you have a plan or you're part of someone else's plan. How many people have a vision? Well, I was going to get around to that. Well, if you don't have a vision, you're part of someone else's vision. You're either a king and the priest in the thing you're called to do, or you're a minion in something else that someone else is going to do. And here's the thing. I don't care how old you are. God's the redeemer of time. All you have to do is now, this moment, when you go home, get the vision, see it, write it. In Habakkuk 2, 2 it says, write your vision and make it plain so that others may run with it. The word plain in that translation is explain in detail. Write it as if you're there. Feel it. Make it yours. And then watch what happens to your life. Now you have a vision. You know where you're going. You're not just being tossed to and fro on the sea. You're going to a place that you were meant to go because you have a purpose. You have a reason for existing. You have a, a place that you're supposed to be and a thing you're supposed to do for the kingdom. Dare to go there. And when you dare to go there, watch the resources that show up for you. So many of us wait until the resources show up and then move. <laughs> well, there's no faith in that. Move. And then watch the resources that were already laid up for you in the place you were supposed to be. He ain't going to lay up resources in the place you, he doesn't want you. He's going to lay up the resources in the place you were created to be. Does that make sense? Even though it's not your fault, it's your responsibility. We'll get into that a little bit. We talked about it. Though the wounding was not your fault, the healing is your responsibility. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Though your past may not be your fault, your future is your responsibility. How many people are just a reflection of their past? They live their yesterday over and over again. Why does this always happen to me? Because you don't have a gratitude list. That's why. That's my, that's my little plug right there. In other words, you're not doing anything different. You know who you hated the most? I hate my parents when they do this. And you know what you're doing? The exact same thing they did. If you don't want to be like them, you got to do something different. It's scary to do something different. Yep. But you know, at least, at least this is the hell I know. Well, yeah. It is the hell you know. And in the hell you know, you're comfortable. Comfort kills success. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You know, you know, <laughs> you got to judge somebody in order to say there's something wrong with them. Judge not, be not judged by the measure you judge, you'll be judged by the measure you meted, to be meted unto you. You think God's doing that to you? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You just said, I'm going to judge you. Now you send out this frequency of judgment. Guess what's coming back to you? Judgment, 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 judgment. You did it. You did it to you. Again, there's no victims. Zero. But I like to point the finger at others. That way I don't have to look at myself. Yeah, I know. 
We all do. But it's time to stop. It's time to fix the only thing you can fix, which is you. Though their choice to harm you was not your fault, your response not to retaliate is your responsibility. This is what Jesus did. He could have easily came back and, as an Italian, he would have whacked them all. But thank God he wasn't Italian. And he didn't whack any of them. He gave them his peace and he gave them love. And he gave them an opportunity for salvation. To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. And for I forgive anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgive I in the person of Christ. Lest, and I told you that one already. All right, let's go. Do not let those who are at fault keep their hold on your life by relinquishing your power. Forgive them and be free of them. Does that make sense? What happens? And here's such an amazing thing. You're so angry and you're so upset with your folks, your parents, your mom, your dad, whatever. And, and so you've got anger. Whenever they show up, you know, you, you have this emotion that wells up inside you. And truthfully, as biochemistry shows, you become addicted to that actual emotion. But what happens when that person dies? But you got an addiction to that emotion of being angry and upset at someone. Well, because you're addicted to it, because there's more receptor sites in your body for that emotion, what you end up doing is superimposing another person in place of them. Like, I don't really like his brother that much anyway. Because you're addicted to that hormone that's released when they showed up. You resonated that frequency. That was a little nerd thing for the nerds. Unforgiveness is like taking poison, expecting the other person to die. Is that right? When we know that's the truth. Unforgiveness is choosing to stay bound in jail cell of bitterness, anger, and resentment, serving time for someone else's crime. Why would we do that to ourselves? Even forgiving ourselves. You know, we were created in such an amazing way and we created for such a great purpose and there's so much that God has put in each and every one of us, yet we keep ourselves bound in this jail and then we, we don't get to show the, and magnify the God in the purpose he's called us to for the rest of the world. Each of us has a purpose. Each of us has a reason. And we now forgive ourselves so we can release that greatness into the world that light, that salt. When boiled down, unforgiveness is judgment and hatred toward another. But the reaper of that anger is you. Okay? Forgive and reclaim the lost territory of your soul. The soul, the mind, will, and emotion. We've let other people and what they did to us occupy our soul. We've given them power over us. And it's time for us to forgive them and to get back that portion of our soul. Does that make sense? 
Where there is peace, there is no fear. And where there is fear, there is no peace. So if you're afraid, you're not in peace. But it's the only thing you can give away all by yourself. You gave it away. You chose fear. But, you know, this circumstance and this circumstance and this circumstance, yeah, but you chose fear because you don't trust in the Lord. That trust thing, is, it's, it's tough, right? To ensure you stay in the place of peace, live your life in the service of others. That's helped me so much. And, and, you know, here's the other thing, living my life in the service of others. I am so excited when I see someone else do well. I mean, today I was a mess. Hmm. My sisters were up there singing. And they were just here, and I was here early, so I got my own little private show. And they were singing, and it was so beautiful, and tears were rolling down my face because the sound that they put together was so amazing and in such excellence, it, it tugged on every heartstring I had. And I was like, they can do, yay. I wasn't like, oh, I wish I was part of that. Oh, why am I not up there? Why? No, enjoy the amazing thing, that the gift that they gave me. Enjoy the amazing time when Bill does a curl that's a new record. Enjoy when Justin breaks a record on the, on the racetrack. Celebrate all the victories of everyone around you because you don't compete against them because you're running your own race. And then if you can celebrate their victories, you'll have a victory. You're not competing against anyone unless you choose to. Right? And then you know when you compete against people, here's the silly thing. When you compete against people and then you end up being number one, you're done growing. No, compete against yourself. There's great competition is good against yourself. Just make you better and you better and you better. And if you can compete against yourself, there is no limit to what you can attain. But if you're competing against others, as soon as you're number one, you're done. Does that make sense? If you live a life of service to others, you will never settle for less. Why? Because it's not about you. Like I said before, you'll go ahead and make all that money. You'll go ahead and see that thing built because it's not about you. It's a life for a service of others. There will be battles, but a warrior only fights from a place of honor, not anger. A warrior never fights to conquer, but to liberate. Like the world right now is trying to put people under the shoe. Trying to be in charge of them, be in, have power over them. But we don't fight to conquer. We fight to liberate. See, Jesus was liberating his disciples into the greatness that they were. My job when I teach empowerment is to liberate and how amazing you are. And hope that you don't run back to comfort. Hope that you're not 
afraid of responsibility. Because when you do take responsibility, now it's on you. But you know, the good thing is you have the ability to respond. You have the ability to respond. True wisdom is revealed by what you are fighting for. What are you fighting for? Is it all about me, 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 my, me, my, me? Or is it about something greater? What are we fighting for? Selfish gains, the need for to be right, self-promotion, ambition. What are you fighting for? Are you fighting to make yourself a better person? Are you fighting so that your children don't have to go through the same garbage you went through? Are you fighting so you can be a better person so that you just change the environment around you so your peace can be put up, uh, been, been given to them? That's really the reasons that we want this place of peace and we want to attain these things in our lives because it isn't about us. And I'll tell you, when I started learning that, I've never seen so many blessings in my life. So... I think I'm going to stop there. There's so much to the way of a warrior, and it could be like a three-week thing. But I, I hope I hope I've helped you a little bit, and 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 I, I want you. This is the only thing I want. I want you to try something new. I'm asking you. Write a gratitude list. Put two things on it. I don't care. Well, life's so terrible. So no, two things. Just put two things you're grateful for and watch how it grows. And then every morning, read this gratitude list and feel gratitude. Because gratitude's the lubricant. It's the thing that makes the day go well. It's the thing that gives you joy if you can have that gratitude. Okay? So that's the challenge. It's an easy homework assignment. But maybe you like the life you have. Maybe you just wish everybody else would just change. <laughs> everybody needs to change. I'm good. You guys are terrible. <laughs> but the truth is, the only person we can change is ourselves. And the greatest thing is that when you change yourself, your kid's ceiling, or the, your kid's uh, floor is now your ceiling that they can keep on growing past that, and they can keep on going, and they can keep on be getting better, and pretty soon they're walking like Jesus. That's our ultimate goal, right? That our shadow just heals people. That's where we gotta go. But to do that, we have to conquer self. And we have to get to this place of peace. Now, I've given you the four things. I can't go over them again, because we're out of time. But I would like to pray for everybody, so if you stand up, I'd appreciate it if we pray. Dear Father God, we thank you and we praise you for today. We thank you that it's your peace that we're unleashing to this world. It's your peace that we're putting in our heart to restore everything. That you've given us the ability to bring heaven to earth, not to escape it. Because you wish that none should perish and fall short of your glory. And you so love the world that you gave your only son. So it's our job to be the salt and the light, Lord. It's our job to conquer self. It's our job to change the only thing we can change, which is ourself. 
So I thank you, Lord, that you've given us all that power that we need to do that. And I thank you that we can do it with our brothers and sisters in Christ. That when I'm failing and when I'm faltering, they can hold my arms up through that. They can help me see what I'm not seeing. They can help me be who I'm supposed to be. And we thank you and we praise you for this. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you need some prayer, come on up front. Appreciate you.